Welcome back, everyone. This is second episode of Slashcast. Real talk with Gabe. Cheers. Welcome back, Gabe. How does it Thank feel to be a celebrity? What? Yeah, you're a celebrity now. I I no. 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 I am not a celebrity. No, no, Superman not here. Gabe no here. No, no, Gabe no here. I can make that joke because I'm Hispanic. So-, <laughs> so Gabe, I have a question for you. Okay. Have you gotten any compliments lately? Yeah, yes, I have. I have like maybe one or two. Oh man, compliments well, we on what? You, you you don't get it frequently, right? Not really. So there's so a, there's actually me out. there's actually research out there that says there's a reason why a lot of elect, uh, attractive people do not feel as secure, and that is because they're less likely to get compliments. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're making a big assumption that no, this we're is, attractive people. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is an actual research that's done out, no, no, out there. I, I agree. That, that they say that attractive people do not get compliments as frequently as, I want to say unattractive, but as frequently as a normal person probably does, right? And so it is said that this caters to the fact that this is why a lot of uh, attractive people have somewhat insecurity traits in a way because they're not they don't get that per se validation i don't like to use that word validation but you get my point right right and so what 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 do you think about that what what are your thoughts on that i don't know um so you're saying that there's research saying that um, attractive people don't get compliments. Yes. See now, I don't. I don't think I agree with that. I, I, I think see that, that. I think that for at least anecdotally, from my experience, what I see going out and mingling and everything, uh, oftentimes they're flooded with compliments. People that are, aren't attractive. Well, I mean. I don't think so. say that, I'm not going to say that people that aren't attractive don't get compliments. I'm just saying that there's an overabundance of, of compliments on people that are attractive. I mean, um, and I don't know so much if, if there's a difference also between genders or not. But I know, I mean, as far as being a guy, I notice it more often when women are being uh, complimented. I see flocks of men of all sorts of different types uh, complimenting the the attractive women left and right and yeah i can see also right. how how sometimes women say like you know get annoyed when they go out all these guys hitting on them and and hitting on them now also, do you think also attention equates do you think huh? attention equates to compliments intention or uh, attention attention so uh, a, a girl getting uh, uh, hit on or a guy getting hit on is equating to a compliment People usually start out. Uh, people usually include a compliment when they're hitting on somebody somewhere oh, okay. in there. I mean, there's, okay. there's, you get that. No, that, this that is people this that is nag people straight also, up but, as a compliment. This is yeah. straight up as a compliment, and I could definitely see that being the case because a lot of times, I don't know, maybe this is just my what I've noticed and what I've experienced is a lot of the 
attractive people, men or women, mm-hmm. they come across intimidating, right? And so I can see that as well. Yeah, and and not only that, it's almost like we have that natural state of like, oh, they don't need anything, right? They have mm-hmm. it all essentially, right? Like we, we do that with celebrities. Come on, what what are they complaining about? Like, what do they have to live like? Why is it so difficult for them when they have everything, right? Yeah, but then, I mean, so it's that what is mindset it, it's, of essentially they have everything. And maybe I'm not just, maybe I'm not seeing, or maybe I'm just having a mental block as far as following that. Um, because, I mean, you think about, like, hey, let's just use the celebrity, since you brought that up, the celebrity thing. Um, you've got people essentially worshiping them, so they compliment them all the time. Oh, you're awesome. You're wonderful. You're, you're gorgeous. You're beautiful. You're so talented. You're amazing. Uh, I mean, they get bombarded with it left and right. And oftentimes they do get overwhelmed with that too. So, I mean, now, I can do, see people complimenting that. That could come across just facade. It has no, like, how do I say it? Um, substance to it, I would say. So you think that a, a a fan, hence the fanatic, who's complimenting somebody who they idolize, I guess you could say, or who they're a fan and follow and listen to every single one of their things and just loves them to death and says you're so talented and you don't think that, that you think that's a facade? I mean, because they're paying, they're paying them compliments, and it's actually very. I mean, there's people that swoon, right. that faint, that I mean. Right. So I don't. I don't. I don't think I agree completely with that. I I, I would say if it it would feel different if it's along your your close group of circle, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Mm. It's just something that I came across, and I just thought, like, you know, maybe this is why we're single is because we're just too attractive people that we're we're intimidating <laughs> these these women out there that they're they're. They're unable to approach us, which that's a different story, you know? You know what? I want to believe that. I really want to believe that. <laughs> hey, we're going to go with it, all right? <laughs> so that's that's another story of its own, right? Is we are in this state of society, essentially, where mm-hmm. women are have a lot more say now now it's nothing bad now from here on forward i don't want the audience to think like i'm talking bad about a a specific gender or anything this is essentially facts but we all know that's exactly what you're doing (laughs) (laughs) i'm joking (laughs) And, and, and so my point is since these women are giving a lot more say a lot more control a lot more power a lot more involvement into society and there's now a certain growth on the other side of the viewpoint of that are saying well if you're able to do this if you're wanting to do this then you should then you should also be be wanting to do another thing right like let's say be be in military or or any of those, uh, it's any of those strong positions, right? When it requires mm-hmm. strength, a position right? of power or, is what you're saying. Now, what was that? A position of power is what you're saying. 
Right, right. So the way I see things is what makes women not want to approach a man? No, a uh, general lack of trust. Like, what, what, wouldn't you appreciate it if, if you were approached by a woman? Absolutely. Like, um, that's actually one of the reasons why, because when you approach a woman, typically, right? I mean, this happens at the bar scene. This happens on the dating apps also. If, if, if you're actually a, uh, a genuine per- human being, a genuine, like, well, let's just take it from the heteros point. Uh, a genuine man looking for a partner or a woman, whatever, and you're going to these dating the dating sites with that intention. Um, it's hard to approach oh, women or to set yourself apart. And I think there's also there has become quite a bit of a of a culture developed where um, women are expecting some sort of extravagant thing to set you apart from from everybody else because there's a plethora of men that will send messages and there's just another, like that they're just another number of, uh, or another name that pops up on their messages, get being approached and being approached and being approached. And that was one of the, the, um, the draws when I, when uh, Bumble first came out and I'm always slow to jump on some of these bandwagons into the, the whole online dating thing. And also it took me a while to even jump on board on that. And then when Bumble came out, it sounded good. Um, you know, the whole thing that women approach you is like, oh, guys, you, you guys put up your your profile and whatever and say all this stuff on there and the women will approach you. And it's just a, if, and I'm not alone on that because, I mean, you could, you could take a look at yourself and be um, self-aware enough to see like, you know, well, I, I might not, I'm not necessarily the most uh, good, the best looking man out there or whatever. I'm not the tallest or whatever. So you might look at yourself like that, but from what I've heard from other general, other gentlemen that might suit those other categories or whatever, like they also tend to also maybe not the ones that are, I guess you get the, the top tier, I guess you could say physically attractive or whatever people that buy into that. But some people that are like have the height or the appearance and some other stuff like that, they might get even they don't get as much attention or approach of that. And that's a curious question that it's like, why is it that some of these women don't? And then, you also hear the complaint, and I'm sorry if I'm going like on a little bit of a rant, but like uh, you hear the complaint um, about. Oh, I lost my train of thought there a little bit. <laughs> uh, you could totally see my cats wrestling in the background. <laughs> uh, but you you uh, you you get people who um, who will point out that um, oh good god I totally lost my train of thought. I got so dis- I got so, distracted. So what you have essentially mentioned so far, it 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 is from our perspective, it's pretty daunting, right? It's mm-hmm. pretty overwhelming. We 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 do the simplest things. We try different approaches. We try all sorts of tricks and ways, and listen to videos or watch videos on pointers on on essentially how to strike up a conversation, whatever it may be via bar, dating app, DMs, whatever it may be, you're utilizing any sort of message, uh, like reference or tool that you have out there. And yet you fell, right? 
And so mm-hmm. it's, it's really difficult for us on from our end, I would say. And it's almost like we, it becomes demoralizing, wouldn't you say, after a while? You're just like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and right? this is not a, a, a phenomenon that's, uh, you know, isolated or exclusive right. just to men. It happens to men and women. It's, it's something that happens, a phenomenon that happens to both of them. Right. Um, and I don't know yeah, what yes, it, it, it is on both sides. Yeah, and I'm not and... sure what that's attributed to. I mean, if you think about it as a guy, you have your certain perspective and your point of view is to... A lot of people complain about that, different things about, oh, well, uh, women expect you to have the... What is the beast? The, you're going to have to help me with it. The six-figure, six-foot... And what, what was the other thing? The the, I do not the rule know. sixes or something. I've I recently never I, heard of I, it. It's been that. a little while that I heard about that. I mean, I I hear about these things and I don't necessarily internalize them. I just like, well, it, it stays in the back of my head. I'm gonna. I wonder how much of that is true. I really yeah. do. I would I would love to have some conversations with with people with women with that perspective of that rule of six because. I would definitely like to pick their mind on on where where about they're coming from and mm-hmm. and what is it that's wanting them to live that type of way and what's important to them essentially. Well, that's right? what it is. Six and figures, so, six feet, six pack, something like that. I just did a quick search, but I might be wrong. Pack, there. Nice. Well, apparently that wouldn't be the case nowadays, right? Because nowadays yeah. it's all about the dad bod. Well, I don't know. You hear all sorts of different things because you hear from, and this is where sometimes I see like the double standards. And we all we there's double standards everywhere, everywhere on both sides and on any side really. There's always you can't. You, you, it's kind of hard to escape any sort of double standard. But <clears throat> you hear, um, I've heard it a lot from the 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 ladies' point of view about the whole thing about body shaming. Oh, you know, uh, everybody's oh, every woman's beautiful. You shouldn't body shame of this, that, and the other. Yet, I've come across so much. I mean, in my dating life, the big my biggest problem that I've had in my dating life, and and it's not like a hundred percent, you know, but it's a large percent, a large factor, definitely, is the fact that I'm five two. <laughs> right. right. I'm not six foot, and a lot of women, and you you hear from like, and and I can understand, I can I can totally understand. Because of the body mechanics and all that, when a woman that's tall, like six foot, when a woman that's six foot wants a man who's six foot, I can understand that. But then you no, get that women sense. that are five foot or even 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 shorter than me that don't want a guy who isn't six foot or who isn't tall. It's like you got to be five, ten, six foot, something like that. I'm like, you realize that if I were to switch that to you. And I, I've seen these spats go on. Also, a woman will say that, and a guy will, or uh, or us. Uh, I've heard, I've heard like women in like some of my single groups that I've that I've joined here will go on these rants either on the dating page on Facebook or in person about uh, men not wanting to date them because they're not six foot or whatever, and they go on these rants and that body shaming thing and that argument comes up, but yet. You hold up the mirror to them and say, "You realize that you are also putting these expectations." And, and it's essentially like a conversation too. approach that you're taking, right? You kind of froze there. I didn't hear you. I was saying it's essentially like a conversation approach that you're taking. Mm-hmm. 
right? You're you're not essentially like being very pointed and targeted to where. No, 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 no. It's it, I mean, right. the, you I just don't I just want to explain that. Oh yeah, yeah. You don't have to become argumentative or right. or or uh, derisive, divisive, derisive. You don't have to come off all um, aggressive to people in order to make a point or have a conversation or to bring up those points. Um, you can come at people from a place of genuine curiosity and also as as a as a point to help people. Right. Typically, whenever I get into these conversations um, or I point things out, it's to help them. Right. Because we all have those questions, like why isn't that you know of of, of these insecurities or or not feeling wanted, desired, and all this stuff or appreciated or anything? People have these things, it, but you're oftentimes coming from a place of lack and coming from a place essentially of 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 wanting a solution, uh, understanding, yeah. right? So, yeah. what, what, how is their response from all that? I'm sorry. How is their response from all that? The, how's the typically? I mean, what is it that they say the most common? response the human response is denial and there's always an excuse of denial or, or an explanation or justification like typically and even when i speak oftentimes to a lot of my male friends too when they're having those conversations or asking those questions and you know they're coming from a place of hurt and and you know oh, i just don't understand why i'm single i'm like blah blah i can't find anybody nobody likes me blah blah, blah. i don't feel appreciated yeah I'm like, you, you also realize that you're putting some expectations out there or you're having these standards that are unrealistic and that's limiting your dating pool. And maybe you're also looking at the wrong people uh, or the wrong or focusing on the wrong things. And I'll, I'll put those, point these out. Like you realize that this is unrealistic or maybe you should, you know, open up a little bit or have you looked at how you're coming off and, and approaching people and what your expectations are and, and all this stuff. And, and typically people come off even be, even coming from a point of kindness, which is typically like I'm saying I usually come off of, is being kind about it and talking to them, but being real and honest. Uh, with the guys, also you come up with justifications, their reasons, their excuses, and stuff that that makes sense, and it's it's okay. Typically, people and you see in in politics and everything, everybody's like typically it's it's okay when I do it. But it's right. not okay when other people do it to me. Right. It, it makes sense when I do it. When I do it, it, right. it, it it's 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 okay because it makes sense a, and there's a, a reason for it. it. Yeah, right. but when other people do it to me, no, no, it's not okay. I don't know why you're that's 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 awful. You're a horrible person, like you're a human being for for doing that and thinking that way. But then when they do it, there's a reason. Or it's because you know I I'm coming. You don't know my life. I came back from. I was a. I had all these bad experiences and, and all, essentially like, very reactive, very dis- oh, yeah. defensive, right? And just like, it's not really a conversation that you're having. You're just having a, a spat in a way, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and nothing, and it's nothing not even against from that, right? Yeah. And it doesn't, especially when it doesn't need to be a spat, you know, you're right. coming in asking, they're asking you a question. You're giving them a, a an answer or response and maybe turning the question onto them. It's like, well, why is it that you're, this, not aggressively, calmly, quietly, not, no, not quite, but, you know, like, uh, calmly in a voice that's, you know, has, shows empathy and automatically turns, almost automatically turns into a, well, I never, I would never do anything like that. Well, you just don't understand why. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Like, I didn't come off 
angry or right. anything. I'm just asking you, have you considered this? <laughs> right. I think I think we all do that to a certain extent. And I think it takes it takes uh, practice becoming to become a person that can be re- re- receptive to a perspective that can be. How do I say it? I want to say damaging, but, you know, can be directed towards you. And like mm-hmm. essentially you you're reflecting. Right. And we don't want to do that. And it's it's difficult to reflect. Like I know deflecting. I said that before. It's like deflecting. People deflect because yeah. it's OK to reflect things, you know, yeah. <clears throat> sometimes it's necessary to, to reflect when somebody's holding this image to you and, and calling you out on certain things are either legitimately or incorrect, incorrectly or or calling out certain behaviors on other people or other individuals sometimes it's good to reflect that same rubric that they're putting up on other people to themselves right. i'm like you're right. expecting this all these expectations you have these all these items and everything the way you look at things and people you're putting this on and you put it back on them do you think that is when it's done to you do you think that's fair how do you feel when it's done to you is that appropriate like right. people have, people don't tend to not have much of that kind of skill anymore. At least I'm, I'm, maybe I'm generalizing. Maybe it's the circles I've been running into recently. I don't know, but that's right. what I've been running into. Yeah, I've, I've been observing that too, where a lot of people are are not really <clears throat> getting a sense of where actually where they're coming from, you know, and. I've said it before. It it is difficult to take a look in the mirror and and check out what your flaws are and what you're doing, and is your pr- approach correct? Right? Mm-hmm. You know exactly what you're saying. Well, maybe maybe you're choosing the wrong person. Is that is that true? Am I am I who am I choosing? What am I choosing? What am yeah. I getting attracted to? I remember you pointing that out the other day, and I I actually been thinking about it, and and you know. I, I have not come up with with an answer to that, you know. What what am I doing to attract certain people or be attracted to certain people, right? Mm-hmm. And so those things I have to I have to go back to the drawing board and essentially redraw the person that I'm going for, you know? Yeah. And so and go from there, right? And and it's it's difficult. It's difficult um and especially when you have to be introspective cuz we sometimes as honest as we can be as, as individuals and as people and all that sometimes, and as honest to other people as we can be, sometimes we lie to ourselves the best and the most convincingly. And that's sometimes it's hard to listen. It's, it's sometimes it's easy for us. Cause I know yeah. we've had these things too, where you, where you've talked to me and, and, and pointed certain things out that I have not been able to see. Like, I think I'm like, I, this makes sense and everything. And I just don't understand why uh, certain things aren't working out or where I'm, where I'm failing, what I'm lacking, what I'm missing. And you, as a third person, you're seeing this and you're it's like, have you, or you realize that you're doing this and either it's like the whole thing about, you can't see the forest for the trees, you know, right? You, it's it, people tend to also have like a ton of vision. You can't see and be introspective sometimes. And sometimes just, you missed the obvious thing. Right. I guess so. Nice, no, true. It makes sense. Because <laughs> I know there's this one person <laughs> that uh, 
that I had this, I, had, I brought it up to their attention. Um, and I, I, I'll admit that I was a little curt with her, um, more out of frustration because of the conversations that have, 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 uh, have occurred on multiple occasions over and over the same thing. And I mean, she kept on finding people to date. She, she, she would, uh, she would go single for a little bit of time, which is one thing that's concerning, right? When you're a serial dater, you're in relationship after relationship and all that. <laughs> she would come up with a, all men are a-holes. Men are, are awful. Men are the worst. You can't trust men, blah, 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 blah. bashing. And I get it. She's in her feels. She said she's feeling hurt and whatever and, and all that. So I understand that. But I was like, you realize you're dating the same person, right? It's like no, I'm not. So they're, they're, I'm like no, they're not the same. There's not the same person. It's not the. It's not X person. It, it, say it's not Matt. This is just to throw a name right. out there. It's not Matt. Right. You're right. You're not dating Matt again, but it's Matt two point two, like duplicate. Now I won't say two point oh because yes. that implies uh, an improvement. But it's another version. Like you know, right. it's like you, you're dating the same person over and over and over. Right. Same behavior, similar behavior, similar patterns, similar attitude, uh, similar, similar physical uh, traits, like the height, the body frame. It's like, okay, yeah, the, the face and the voice change, but essentially you're dating the same person and the same right. attitudes and all that. Like maybe, maybe you need to change who you're dating. Maybe you need to open up and try something different. Right. Being crazy. If you're expecting a different... Right. If you're diff- expecting a different result by doing the same thing, you're a little crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. If we're, if we're making the same mistake and yet we're, we're blaming essentially the external factor yeah. or the ex- external variable per se, then yeah, yeah we, we are a little crazy, right? If we're, if we're continuously making that same mistake, over and over and over and we're we're we know it that it's bad but we continue to do it yeah yeah there is something wrong with you but there if you can't ask the question you, is why I, is it that I, i'm attracted to this person yeah why is it why is it that i'm attracted to this why is it that i'm attracted yeah. to this and and not yeah. just stop at a not just stop at the point where you go i like what i like i just i just like what i like well if it's not working for you and if you're getting upset irritated depressed even uh, and all this other stuff, and just going down a spiral every time. Maybe you need to question why you like that. Maybe there's an underlying issue or something that needs some sort of resolution or resolve, and uh, to move sure. on and find something healthy. Did Did you know that we we tend to attract or to what we are familiar with, essentially? Right? Yeah. Did you know that? So let's say the behaviors that you grew, grew up around in your family environment, like how your parent dynamic was, right? You're going to be attracted to that similar type of dynamic. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I guess your people are very much attracted to the, the familiar, the comfortable. Yep. And, yeah. and, and yeah. it's hard to sometimes say that when it's dysfunctional or when it's, yep when it's violent or whatever, you know, yep. uh, you're, you're attracted to that because you know that that's what you know. And you, you go back to that because, because it's comfortable in that 
destruction in that chaos it's comfortable because you know it and anything yeah. outside of that and you got to understand well why can't you get outside of that why can't you step outside of that yeah. what's what's stopping you from stepping outside of that yeah and just because they, they don't know what it looks that. like that's yeah. that's essentially what it is is they don't know what it looks like and that's that's where you have to go back to that drawing board and be like well what does it look like what 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 is it what is it that i'm wanting like and what i tend to do is like okay what do i not want you know yeah i'm going to do it on the other i, I maybe you may be overcorrecting right overcompensating in a sense but at least you're getting away from that big problem that you're having yeah of but let's, just continuously making the same mistake, right? Yeah, and let's think about this a little logically, kind of, or if you want to, like, you know, uh, omit be, uh, emotion or put emotion to a certain point, place, right? Certain point in the hierarchy of of what you're what you're looking for, what or your problem solving, whatever. But let's just say this, okay? So you make a valid point with the whole overcorrection. So you're attracted, and you're you're falling into this trap of falling into this behavior of who you're attracting to or attracted to or, or pursuing or dating and all that. You you come to the uh, to the um, the realization that I don't want to be in this. I don't, I don't like this. Is not healthy. Yeah. This is going nowhere. Yeah. I need to find something healthy and I need to grow and blah blah blah. It's like okay, well, how does that look like? So. It's okay to overcorrect because yeah. you're trying to dial in. You, if, yeah. if all you know is chaos and you don't know anything else, sometimes you, you overcorrect and that's okay. But then, okay, you have to like, okay, well, that wasn't at all what I want. And I don't like that. And that's, that's not for too me. Much of what I was it's like. too much. <laughs> so let's, let's kind of try to find, let's get closer to some, yeah. to what I actually yeah. feel what, or what I actually like. And, and, I think that's the whole purpose of dating is what you're supposed to do is don't yeah. keep on dating the same person. If it didn't work with somebody and you understand why it didn't work and you, you really think about it and you move on to the next relationship, giving yourself, giving yourself a, a healthy amount of time, right. um, if, depending if it got serious or not. But if you just go on a couple of dates, go on a few dates with this person and you don't have to sleep with everybody that you date. Let's let's put that out there. <laughs> right. Go, right. Go out on a, uh, just go out and date. Go out on date. Do things with each other where you actually have to have conversations. I, I think I think the whole um, escape room is a is a is a good thing to do as a date because you see how you work with each other. And if somebody's just like, oh my god, I can. If this is how they work, how they act, work on problem solving that on something that's supposed to be fun. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're not for me. Great idea. Or, or board because games, it, like game nights, like in that groups perspective and stuff. Of yeah, you you know a person at their worst, right? Yeah. And so put them in this great room to get with you, and you're, you're going to be flustered at some point, right? Yeah. And so you're going yeah. to get to see some true, real colors out there, and yeah. as you're going to start shining, and you'll get yeah. all to get to know within the first few dates. So like, that's it's a, good that's to a put great yourself in, like I mean pointer game. Yeah. Like dates are like like oh, a first date so guys, is, is okay to every, talk, everyone, like go like first dinner or second or date. Yeah, take take them to the escape room. Yeah, to like get a second, good sense. third, like from the second yeah. and and beyond that, you should you should put yourselves in in uh, compromising situations where you're yeah. where you're you're met with some sort of conflict, a fun conflict yeah. like that. You know, some sort of competitive, slightly competitive thing or or cooperative thing, and then you get to see certain personality traits, right? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, of course you want to go on a date where you go to dinner or coffee or something like that. Probably initially to, to talk and see, like, do you even want to pursue more of this? You start talking to them. Right. And like, okay, right. no, nah, this is going to be a... Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to not go past this. Right. So you don't waste your time and and yeah. for the guys, so you don't waste your money. <laughs> right. You know, you go out low key somewhere where you can talk you and have, and let me, let me ask you what you think about this. Okay. Cause I still haven't made up my mind on this entirely, but I think that, yeah, you know what? Maybe you should ask those probe those direct questions. Like, what do you like, especially when you know what you want? Okay. If you're a person that wants to have a family and kids, it shouldn't be taboo. And maybe you need to clarify that at the, at the onset. Look, it's like, look, I'm not thinking about this as far as, hey, I want to get, I want to get married and I want to have kids like now. But like, you know what? I, I want to get to that point. Like, th- that's what I have in mind right. down, in, down the path is to get married and have kids. Now, we right. don't know if that's what's where we're going to go, but that's right. where my values are. I, wa- I want that in my life. What do you I, want? I, I Is that something that you want? To, to do that, I wouldn't say you be that direct in the first date because that, that just becomes a little bit too on spot, especially if you're not really comfortable mm-hmm. with that person. And it works both ways, right? You You want to build some sort of comfortability in order to express certain um, sensitive topics. Let's put it that way. And so you, I would say by the second or third date, yeah. I mean, on the first date, you can kind of put it out there in a, in a general way and be like, mm-hmm. oh, so what are your future plans? Like, where, where do you see yourself? Essentially, that five-year question, right? Where do you see yeah. yourself in five years? It seems pretty generic, but you can get a lot from just that type of question. And I see myself sitting in a bar stool with my head on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> And I bet you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> so can we can we schedule the second date? <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> I don't even want to go to the bar now. <laughs> You're moving a little too forward now. You're a little mo- <laughs> moving too fast. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> The way I view, if you if you're lacking in that area, right? If you if you haven't been on many dates, right? The way I view it is, do not have a criteria. Yeah. Right. And and I and I pull this from well, what, what I you, did. actually know. What do you mean by that? Do not have a criteria. Like elaborate. Right. And so the the reason why I say this is because there was a point. Um, in my life where I was unemployed for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I was lacking was interviewing skills, right? Being comfortable to get interviewed, to be interviewed in, in that setting and everything, okay? So I realized that. And so what I started to do is like, fuck it. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to apply for whatever job Outside, even outside my scope, even outside my experience, not drastically outside my experience to be like, as I'm a structural engineer, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go apply for like bartending or or whatever outside of 
you know, my scope of work. Mm. I essentially went a few levels down at that time and I went into drafting. And so I found some positions and I applied and I got into the interview stage, right? I tried it out and it was very uncomfortable, but I gained so much by doing that because I learned how to answer questions, how to be, how essentially how to like sit there, how to, how to present yourself. Right. And then even I remember this one, this, that interview where it was the drafting, they actually gave me a drafting test. <laughs> it was, I was, I, I had thought I was a pretty good drafter, but that definitely put me through the ringer. And I was like, yeah, I, I am not because they, it was a really good test to where it took me a while, a lot longer than you should have taken, right, essentially. And I actually had to ask way too many questions. So, of course, I didn't get a follow-up, but I wasn't I wasn't anticipating it, right? I wasn't wanting it. How do I do this? <laughs> yeah. do I, do I have a question line? like, um, how what? do I do this? <laughs> What's the line command again? <laughs> Where the... Excuse me, where are the pencils? <laughs> no, this was this was in uh, yeah. If you if you definitely asked that, then they probably would have told you to just. Like, can you just go ahead and go? Just go. Like you have a Those mouse right in front there. of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead and show you where they are. Like, hang on, hold on. Hold on. Let me show you where they. Are. <laughs> That that would have been funny. I would have enjoyed that type of uh, response. <laughs> if 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 I did ask so many questions, I wish they would have just stopped and been like, you know what? Hey, um, how about you take a break? We appreciate you putting in the effort. How about you know just go ahead and go home? We're not going to consider you any further. Just go home. <laughs> just go home. Just go home. But yeah, but but I gained so much, even though I failed miserably on the test part i gained so much not only on the interview part of it but understanding that there's a world outside that gives little tests like this and Mm -hmm. you kind of have to be prepared for something out of the blue too and i actually wasn't told this right i actually wasn't told that you were going to give a a drafting test it they it was and i i ended up telling the recruiter yeah they gave me a test and like, oh they did like, I wasn't aware of that. I was like, well, now you are. I was like, yeah, now I am. Now I'm going to let other people know. I'm like, okay, cool. And, th- and that's the thing like, that, that uh, I've noticed that, um, well, see, when I, when I went to school for architecture, um, I was already working, uh, you know, um, and I worked around construction. Like, I started off in a, in a paint store, and, bef- and then after that, I actually got my my job doing estimating way back. Um, but I was barely starting to do schoolwork and architecture and all that. And I was like, just doing like the basic, the initial classes, like history and whatnot, the architectural history and all that. And, um, I was already getting a lot of practical knowledge. I'd have to go to, to kick off meetings, start off meetings, uh, at job trailers, doing walks, having meetings with uh, interior designers and architects and general contractors and big wigs and all that. And I was learning a lot of stuff. And uh, when I started interviewing for positions after the fact, I was noticing, and also when I'm talking to people that I was going to school, some of the younger kids and, and whatnot, and people that were just going fresh out of high school into, 
into college and, and taking these classes, hadn't had any practical knowledge. And I was like, there, I was in class and listening to everything the professors were saying and learning from all that. But I was also saying, they're not teaching you what they're actually doing out on the field. No. Like no. you're, you're not learning what you're, you're learning certain things that are going to be useful, of course, but you're not really learning a lot of practical no. things that you're actually going to run. I remember into. having that discussion. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta come off when you, when you graduate and people got to explain it to you. It's like, you're going to run into a lot of things that you don't know. Right. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're building up this wealth of knowledge here in college and, and attending to all these classes and, and all these assignments and projects and everything. You're learning valuable stuff. That's necessary. Of course, that's useful and everything. Of course, I'm not going to dog that at all, but you you have to graduate and look at these and start looking for work and you're going to have to know that you're not going to know everything. And no. there's a lot of stuff that you're not taught and that you're going to have to yeah. learn and you have to figure out and you're going to have to rationalize and you have to ask questions and you can't have these expectations and you can't have an ego. Definitely. You can't have an ego. You know, you gotta, you're not going to be prepared for everything right. and you're going to have to prepare yourself to be unprepared. <laughs> So right. when you go on dates, going tying back to the relationship stuff, you're going to go on yeah. dates and you're going to meet people. And you're not going to necessarily be prepared for these people. Yeah. But you can be prepared by knowing yourself and knowing right. what direction and what you want and, and what you're looking for. And knowing how to show up and how to be and how you're presenting yourself, right? And to so be that's why in the moment. That's why I say not to have a criteria is essentially gain that experience. If you, if you have limited experience, gain that experience on how you want to be and how you want to show up, yeah. right? And so it that that perspective and that approach applies to many aspects in our lives. If you're lacking in certain areas, then go out and try it. It's not going to harm you at all. The, wor- the worst that's going to happen is you're going to learn something. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing in every in anything in everything. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to learn something. Yeah. I know it seems like a little silly of a comparison, but it, it there is the principle is there. That's yeah. why I'll eat anything. I'll try anything. Like I'll try any food. Like I will. I mean, some stuff might be a little more difficult to get into, but I'll try it. Right. I might not finish it. Right. But you never know what you're gonna like until you try it. Some right. there's some foods that <laughs> that I've eaten. That uh, uh, at first blush, I'm like, oh, dude, you eat that? You put that in your mouth and you eat that. That, that I don't even know if I want to touch that. You know, right. it looks all gross. Or it doesn't look the presentation. Isn't what, it isn't whatever. And then you, you start eating him like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. Like, I love this. Yeah. I want to eat some more yeah. of that, you know? Yeah, I, uh, believe, but, I believe in that type of stuff. It's acquired. A lot, a yeah. lot of our taste is acquired. That's just, that's that, that's and that's really important because you don't know these people. You don't know you don't know everybody that's out there, and honestly, yeah. you really don't know what you're gonna like. You know you know what you like yeah. already presently, but you don't know what you what, you don't know everything else that you're gonna like that you're gonna enjoy. Right. Right. You know you don't know, and you don't know what you're gonna miss out if you only stick to this little isolated group. And if you're sticking to this isolated group, that winds up becoming very dysfunctional. And you don't step outside of that, then all you're going to know is dysfunction, and you're not right. going to know the, the 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 joys and the and all the all the great things that come with trying something different and stepping outside of this little 
comfort zone that you have. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's why I tell so people you don't all, know what you're missing all out you until you try Chico's tacos. There. What's that? <laughs> it's like you don't know what you're missing out until you try Chico's tacos. I know some people are probably not going to agree with me, but Chico's tacos are legit. Man, those pictures that you post of that, it, it makes me want to just go to El Paso and try them. But then I'm oh, like, yeah. that's a drive to El Paso. Forget yeah. about it. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> no, I've just been, it. I've been too lazy to make it myself at home for for a minute. But yeah. I, I, I've kind of, I've gotten close to mastering the recipe. But it's yeah. Well, whenever whenever it. you master, I'll come down to uh, Austin and give it a try. Right. That I'm just having a hard time, and this is a, this is shameful to admit this as a Hispanic, is I'm having a hard time executing my flautas. My flautas aren't, they don't, they, they, they disassemble. They don't. I mean, why don't you just buy the frozen ones? Ugh, sacrilege. That's, <laughs> no. Isn't that El Paso, whatever that brand is, the same? Isn't it the same thing? <laughs> Old El Paso. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. <laughs> so yeah, so all for all you folks out there that are single, go give it a try. You don't know. Go experience the world because there's so much to gain from it instead of instead of experiencing the world in your own little world. Go experience. Go out there. Step out your boundaries and Essentially, what we're trying to say is you're going to gain a lot more knowledge about yourself and what you truly like, what you're truly wanting by by taking that route. And yes, there's probably some other routes that you can take, but this is our perspective and what you can gain from it. You know, we're still single, though. Absolutely. So and and deal, deal with the discomfort. Deal with the discomfort. It's right. The discomfort's okay. How much value should these people put on our perspective? Right, nobody's, nobody's listening. I was like, wait a minute. It's only just us, right? It's just us, it's just us <laughs> talking to each other. Uh, too funny, too funny. But yeah, going going back to the whole approach and how the culture has changed and shifted, essentially, right? And it's really... Don't, do you think it has gotten out of hand to where the, the women uh, empowerment um, has gotten out elaborate, of hand? Elaborate, because I'm not sure if I'm picking up on what you're putting down. Um, to where these, these women are getting, their expectations are getting really high up there, right? And it's essentially the reason why that is and how I'm viewing it as is because they've experienced so many years of suppression. And so, I agree with you on that. You you don't think they've experienced years of of essentially suppression? And- Not necessarily with this in this sort of instance, because I mean, I think I think I think in the dating world, I'm talking about overall, think, right? Well, I mean, I, I mean, if we're talking, well, are we talking about dating? Or are we talking about like because power if it, you're talking right? about dating, the dating world has been cate- women have been catered to in the dating world. The men have to approach. The main, the men have to take them out to, to, to dates. The men have to pay for the dates. The men, ha- the men have the to entertain, basically peacock then? for the women to get their attention and to get their approval and to continue. Right, so but their expectations were were pretty basic. I won't say basic, but they're pretty simple, right? They're they're essentially mm-hmm. 
bottom line, it was a- about protection and and as long as a man is able to provide and protect, that's essentially what is needed, right? Back then. I think I think it's the I think it, it I think the expectations have blown out of proportion. I think it started off subtly, right. subtly, uh, with the the Disney princess phenomenon, right? Prince Charming has to come and rescue and do this and do this and all that. So they're looking for the white knight kind of guy. It started off with that, right? It started off with that, and it wasn't so it was innocuous, it wasn't toxic, it wasn't bad, it wasn't outrageous necessary, but it starts with that, right? Right, and the more social media and 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 just media in general, not even social media, just media in general, and the advancement of technology with everything being into your in uh, at your fingertips and and getting bored with certain types of media that now we're you know you got the what was the first like uh, reality kind of show like you got like for instance um you have uh, the MTV what was it like the crib not cribs um. The Real House, Real, or what, what was Real it? World, Real World, those kind of things where people are moving into each yeah. other, and so they glamorize a certain lifestyle and certain. This is how relationships are in the real world, and this reality TV kind of thing. And then you also get the 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 false narratives that are presented, or the expectations that are presented in these romantic comedies, those those rom com expectations that, hey, and I hear it oftentimes, like women will refer to some of these romantic comedies like oh you know in this movie they, i'm like well yeah there's stories and there's lessons to be learned from some of these movies but then you're you got to stop making them expectations and now they're expecting these things and then they also see things like i hate to be another person that bags uh or rags on, on like the kardashians but i mean there's truth to that is that they leave they live these over abundant and extravagant lifestyles and all these um music artists and celebrities their their personal lives and their things whatever are exposed to the public more frequently and all these women from childhood and 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 on on they start seeing this and they think that that's what they deserve and that's what they kind of that they have to keep up and they have to be wearing these these uh these outfits and they have to be they have to be uh spending x amount of dollars essentially yeah, the lifestyle. They have to be living that lifestyle yeah. and everything that entails in that lifestyle. And yeah, you that's why a lot of these women want these six figure or like the like the top ten, the, the high value, top dollar earning men. Which is really not a whole ab- abundance of top dollar earning men. I mean there's men that make a good amount of money, a a, a good wage that you have luxuries or certain or, or comforts. Maybe not maybe not necessarily luxuries, but comforts. You know? But oftentimes that doesn't seem to be enough. It's like you, know, you have a good household, a good house to live in. This person can provide a good house to live in. You know, not ginormous, but you have a couple bedrooms, you have a yard, you have a house, or even apartments. I don't even know what the what the problem is with apartments. You have a you have bedrooms, you have a space, you have your own space, you have all these things, and you're able to go out and have drinks, and you're able to take a vacation or two. You're able to do these things, you know. But for some reason, it's become that that's not enough. You have to. And I'm sorry, but that's not for everybody. That's not going to be available for everybody. Right. And I, 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 I'm not saying that that's you should That's where you really have to know bottom. yourself to that extent. It's like, is mm-hmm. that truly what I want? Or is this truly essentially how I've become programmed, right? Yeah. Am I Are living up to, that- to essentially what the society is driving towards? Mm-hmm. 
that's not really driven itself, but it's like there there's examples out there that women have taken control of their lives and they've established and made a brand of themselves. And so it, it's driving all these other women to, to take that route essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you, would... Yeah, and that route is not for everybody. Right. It's not for right. everybody. There's a reason right. why they aren't. I mean, everybody likes to say this stuff about the patriarchy and that, you know, um, all of the people in the top of companies are men and yada, 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 yada. But people don't understand that that even people that are not necessarily in the top of companies but own a company. Let's say a person is a is a an entrepreneur, owns his own company, and it's it's successful. And he's successful. He's got employees underneath him and all this and he's established. But then they get in a relationship with this person and they're miserable. Yeah. Cause they can afford to buy stuff and they can afford to do this. But their man is working late hours, working all the time. Is working right. and working because for that for that person to be successful, what they don't tell you is that if you're successful, if you own a company, and it's, it demands a lot from you, right? Like they but don't that, tell you what that, you. What, I think that all goes along with communication when it comes to that, right? Mm-hmm. That that those type of vulnerable conversations have to be had, and I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of people in a lot of relationships have not had them, right? And it, it's a recent it's a recent one that's that's come to light in the media as of recently. And I'm not sure if you know this or if you heard of this is the whole Tom Brady and Giselle where they're following through on a divorce and Mm. it's said, I don't know how much this, this is true, but the reason is because Tom Brady unretired. And he's now focused on football again. And so she's said it in a in a past interview to where it's really not fair for her because she's taking care of the kids and she she also has a a how I mean a her career to to follow. And so he he just goes off and she has to take care of the kids. And so she I guess just wants a, a little bit more of a balanced lifestyle right or or in and a relationship but wouldn't you think that's the conversation that you have with them like yeah. wouldn't you be vulnerable in that sense and wouldn't you come with a solution and that's what people don't that's why a lot of relationships i think in my opinion marriages especially like in some of these these celebrity or or these athletic people uh athletes and all these people their relationships kind of sometimes suffer from that there's all the, there's countless re- reasons of course with everything but one of the things is because they don't they ignore or they go off too much on their feelings of how this person makes them feel rather than also taking into account everything else the the, the packet the full package that comes along with being in a relationship with this person yeah okay um, if you're both going to be professionals, right? Um, something's got to give. You got to think really hard about whether or not you want to have kids, and not and beyond that, whether or not you can have kids. Because there's a cost right. to having a family, and it's not just maybe monetary. that conversation was had, right? Yeah, because she also came out later on in, in a really an, in a comment more than anything. It's consistency, and so along the lines of consistency is important in a relationship. And so 
Maybe that Absolutely. was. Maybe Tom Brady didn't follow through. Maybe that was the case. But one thing that Very really kind of irked my, like grinding my gears and irked me was the fact there was comments out there that were saying like, oh, another woman is saying this. Another woman is saying this. Like you have a man providing and this and that. And I'm just like, guys, I don't think you're understanding what is said on both sides. Like, are y'all not getting it? And I think that's where, that's where, what, what has come of that? Mm-hmm. Why, why is it so reactive in that sense where a lot of men yeah. are just, there's a lot of hard feelings. It's almost like there. a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. But then there's also, I can understand, I can understand that you can't automatically fall to that, that train of thought and reasoning, but there is truth and there's a valid point to be said in that. Now there is a lot. I'm not saying that this is their case. And, and not necessarily but in their it's case, right? That they have to have, right? It's something yeah. that's agreed yeah. upon. But then, but then, like, also, if you let's just let's put it, let's, let's paint this picture. Okay, so let's say this person says, "Okay, well, you know, um, I, I need you to be available more to this." You know, it, it, because usually some of these conversations become impassioned and become like a fight and and like a like confrontational or whatever you're, you're getting into it, right. It's impassioned talking right. and like, you know, uh, right. if, if, you know, we're, we're a family or your father too, this, that, or, or we're, we're a family. I want a family. We, we talked about being a family. You need to follow through on that. And you put your part into that. It's like, yeah, but you know, now, okay, fair enough. Now, do you want to pull back from our lifestyle or do you not? Or do you want to have? Basically, it's like it's, it comes up to a conversation of: that, Do you want to have your cake and eat it too? That that's because oftentimes they'll say, "No, no, we can do this, whatever." But then, as soon as you have to tighten up your belt, and oh well, we can't right. go there. Is like hey, the, the app with a, with the guys. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna go out and do this. Uh, I, I really can't. Like, you know, I, so I gotta with- go back to my family, or I can't spend on that. I can't spend on this. Right. Or with the women, is like, oh, we're gonna go have spa days. Like, uh. I can't afford to do I, that as much anymore. And then, I, then it's like, well, I, you need to go, I didn't that, go back right? to working or you need to put more in. But with you know, there's the a information lot of that is out there, uh-huh. it seems to me like she put a little bit more effort and trying to get to a point. And it seems that he just didn't follow through. It seems that way, but that, you also have to what pick. It, now, yeah. That's something that I will, I will, I would definitely like if I'm if I'm able to have like or gain some more knowledge and information on this, man, that would be great because this is this is an interesting it's an interesting there's a lot to gain from something like this. I know it sounds poor in taste, right? Like two people getting divorced and where I'm like, "Oh, there's yeah. so much to gain." Yeah. Like, oh, look at this. No, it's not it's not like that in that sense is is because the reason why I'm saying that is because the way society has just completely jumped on two different sides of it. And, and there's like sides of, Oh, you should be supportive of him. Of He's pursuing his career. Oh, then you have the other side. Oh, he's protecting. He's, he's gaining all this money. There's so many different sides that these people are jumping on. But the, what people are not really doing is like, huh? They're not really hearing. They're not really listening mm-hmm. to what is being written about it. Like listening to that interview and how she is talking about how she is is 
making these certain sacrifices yeah. and wishing that essentially yeah. she would be heard. And I wonder yeah. if that's the case. Yeah. I, but I mean, and even if it's him that's saying this, I, I don't care who it's that's saying it, right? Whenever you're hearing s- stories from people, I don't care how on it, how, how, and I know this sounds shitty to be this disbelieving of people, but you always got to take everything with a huge grain of salt. Because people will say from anything to make themselves look good or to sound right. good right. and to be in the right. And not to mention, if right. this is a and divorce that's that, going on. that type of nature, they, they're going to be yeah. that way more than anything. No, and especially if there's a divorce going on, there's a lot of money involved in there. Because I'm sure she's oh. not going to walk away with, with just getting making sure that her kids are being taken care of. I no, there's going to be a lot of money exchanged there. There, 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 was, there was actually a meme out there that... He w- he's going to be like the first person, the first male to get alimony check or something like that. It was something, it was a meme or something like yeah. that. And now it's just like, that's kind of funny. Because yeah. I think she earns more than him with the whole modeling. I think, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, you, we... That's something that I, yeah. that I probably would have to do research on, but that is well, not I have no idea. And really, I mean... I, I, I really don't want to put focus on that. I just found it interesting yeah. how the society just tend to just jump real quickly on different oh, yeah. sides. Well, and that's the thing is that that's what's also very telling. That's something that also needs to be, it can be learned from it, or, yes. or that's another lesson that you can learn is why is it that people quickly jump on these sides, right? People should right? ask that question. Why is and it that people jump so their, quickly to these sides? A, a lot of times it's from their own experience, right? Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Why is it that there's so much of that happening? And why is yeah. it there's so much for people like, hey, well, let's be fair and listen to both sides. Or let's yeah. see what's what Or we really don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah. And right. There's not a whole lot of that. There's people that say that, but there's not a whole lot of people that say that. People are coming it, from their places of hurt and injury yep. and the the, yep. the stuff that they've been dealing with which is legitimate and does happen and it's all real right it's not imagined but they're automatically jumping to that so what's going on in our society in our culture in our lives in our country and in the world as a whole that makes these people automatically jump to these things so quickly yeah there's yeah. something wrong that's going it, it, on it's a lot of it it's a lot of it and, and it's from both ends right it's from both sides um Whichever gender you both are, sense. you you you're we both jump to conclusions so quickly without being patient, without hearing the person out. And it it really what tends to happen from there is it doesn't present an opportunity for growth at all. Yeah. And that's the main component of living is growing, is is learning. If you want to live a fulfilling life, you're yeah. you're gonna have to be able to practice patience and and learn and listen and grow and but if you don't if you don't want to fulfill a life then you don't have to do that yeah. you can just throw those comments out and be a keyboard warrior all you want mm-hmm. good for you more power to you right which is funny because then you get these phenomenon i don't know if it's necessary phenomenon but you you run into a whole lot of these people that have that are on their third or fourth marriage yeah <laughs> it's like you really haven't learned anything have it, you? it's it's sad whenever i whenever i'm I, sure there's a lot of things that go into factors that go into it, that but of course there there is there's there's but, all you know, so many variables that could be a reason to to that be to that occurring 
the three and three i just i just four. all i ever hope and and want for for that person is just to find that person and just stick more than anything yeah. and i can they understand why so you, quickly maybe i don't know why, why why you would jump around because i mean it's almost like fuck it just live it up and just whatever happens happens we we tend to have that approach right like fuck it let's, whatever happens happens we jump to uh Yolo. to situations you know with the whole britney spears back in the day where she just jumped into a marriage and annulled it the very next day or something like that right or was it like seven days or something like that it was yes very short and we all made a big deal about it and we made a whole spectacle about it and made fun of it at that time but now we're all for britney free britney it's britney bitch So I have another question for you. Something I came yeah. across recently, and it kind of it kind of opened up a lot of experiences that I went through in different workplaces. So I don't know if you've keeping up with current events, especially current events happening in UK. So Lisa Truss, I believe that's her name. She had to step down, resign as UK's prime minister. Mm, I've heard so, I heard something about that. I don't know. It, I just heard that there's essentially she was kind there. of forced to step down, and and so just seeing the reactions and understanding how society is, and what I've heard is because she wasn't able is because the economy essentially like took a dive Mm -hmm. within the short time period that she was there very short time period you're talking about three weeks after she was sworn in three weeks the economy turns down and they force her to resign do you think that is fair number one two do you think a male would have been forced to resign with that same result it's kind of hard to answer that without knowing all the facts but I don't think it sounds it to me it doesn't sound fair right after three weeks if that's what the time frame was like how much how much damage can you cause really as far as policy-wise, in three weeks. Because if you think about what goes behind making policy and all that, it takes time to make to draft policy, to pass policy, and then to feel the effects of policy. Right. Mostly, mostly, right? There's few things that I can think of, and maybe I'm just not... Maybe it's just not coming to my mind, but there's few things in my mind that, that I would think would cause immediate issues or immediate reactions like that, like in the economy or whatever, where you make a policy, enact a policy that quickly and for the effects to be felt that quickly for to warrant right. removal. Right. So it, there's something that doesn't sound just that first blush. It doesn't. doesn't sound right. It's 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 a lot of fishiness there, and it really what it what it opened my eyes to is like, is that is that really true? Because I do hear it from time to time where women do not get 
in, in certain workplaces, women do not get treated fairly. I've heard it in instances recently to where there will be some comments being made in certain environments that will kind of just turn away women in a sense that they would, they would turn into a shell, right? Mm-hmm. And just not really speak up or speak out because certain comments would be made about it to, to where they don't feel comfortable anymore. Um, I've actually experienced in a workplace to where we had a, a person in a, in a, a particular department resign and they didn't have anyone in, with experience in their eyes to, to move up or even hire. So I gave them the idea of, Hey, why don't you just promote this this woman, she's very knowledgeable, very smart, and I thought she would be great as as a person. And she's sensible. She's she's very calm in demeanor and everything. And I thought she would be the perfect person to lead that department. And and they're like, no. And I was like, why? And they had really no reason. So knowing me, I was like, is it because she's a woman? And they so had you actually no, say that? Yeah, I actually said that. And they had no reply. Response. And I I I I was triggered after that because I was like, how how the hell are you going to not promote a woman and it's a woman-owned co- company? The owner of the company is a, is a woman. And it, it's just, it boggles my mind that it's still out there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I can understand on certain instances why you wouldn't want certain people to be in certain positions. But mm. if a person is meeting all the requirements, you should hire that person. It doesn't matter on well, gender, race, or anything. Yeah. Right? You should hire that person. Keyword. I said person, right? I didn't say woman. Person. Mm, person. Treat them as a person. And so it just boggles my mind that people will go down to that nitpicking of, oh, well, and they will not be vulnerable in that sense, right? They they won't be open about it and be responsive about it. Like, yeah, it is. It is because she's a woman. Or let's go down that road. It could be that. If he he said that, I would have been like, let's go down that road. What what makes it an issue now? Yeah. And I, I I I think they should be honest about what it is, especially once that question is brought up, is it because she's a woman? Because um, it might not necessarily mean that, that it's because it's a woman. It, she's a woman, but one thing that I, one keyword that I picked up from you that you just said um, that I wouldn't necessarily find, but but of course it's just a first blushing, and I'm not sure exactly what you meant by it. But about her demeanor, if she's calm. Yes, calm uh, versus the way the, the the way that you expressed it. Whatever the first thing that popped into my head was not a take charge person. No, she, she's not a take charge she, person. Somebody that, person that especially going to fill a leadership position, like you don't have to be an asshole or anything like that to be a leader. Well, I like, wouldn't hey, say calm in that sense, but the reason why I say calm is they're not as reactive. Ah, right. I see what you're saying, and so. 
a lot of a lot of whenever you get into that position, they play that power card, right? Mm-hmm. The, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, I have the power. You listen to me." She's not mm-hmm. that. She was not that type of person. Yeah, the power trip kind and of thing. She was very knowledgeable. And the other thing, the biggest reason of them all, she was very respected within the group, within that department. People respected her, and that's the biggest thing that you need, right? Yeah. But people listen they would to not they consider respect. any of that. They're like, no, no, we're just going to have to hire someone else or do. I was just like, gosh, you're just ridiculous. That, that's an awful move to make, especially yeah. because because if you hire out. Right outside of the company, this is what makes me what it what makes it difficult for me. I think what they Sometimes ended up doing is they, didn't hire out, they actually trained another person to help. I trained a person in a different department to essentially mm-hmm. take over that department and take both the roles together. See, now that's a someone out. that had tenure. Mm-hmm. That may, in a manner of speaking, that, in the business that person sense, was a guy, by the way. Yeah, in a business sense of where that matters, is that's a cheap out way to do it, right? Because even if you give that person a raise. You're not essentially you're essentially not doubling his salary or her salary, right? That person's salary. You're paying no. them more, but you're not doubling their salary. So no. you're saving money. Because if you yeah. hire somebody out, you're having to pay a full salary and full benefits. Rather right. if you train somebody to do two roles, it business wise, it makes sense because it costs less to give a person a raise to do two jobs. Rather than paying a full salary, salary and benefits and everything that's entire, that wasn't their initial. Yeah, solution. That wasn't it. okay. Yeah, and, and I can. I, that's like I was gonna say. That's where I find it uh, frustrating sometimes with some companies and the decisions that they make. Where at least at least where it isn't their first response is to look within the company, because that's where it should go initially. Look within the company who you can promote and who you can develop. To fill that leadership position. Because again. It's also cheaper to do that. Because you'll. Give them a raise. Pay them more. Get them a good raise. To do that job. To fill that leadership position. Have But they already. One. They already know. The culture. Of that company. The company culture. Right. They're already right. respected. They already know the ins and outs. The procedures. Yep. They know all of it's set up. The way that, that it's set up. They know how it operates. They know who to talk to. They know what's going on. And they know the personalities of everybody in the office and uh, the mm-hmm. people who are going to be their new peers or contemporaries in other departments. It's like the other department heads or the other whatever. They already know the leadership. Okay, so they already know the ins and outs. Rather than hiring a brand new person who you're going you're gonna to have to pay a brand new salary, probably a high dollar salary, or just a, just a full salary full benefits and you're gonna have to train them up on your company structure and how you guys operate and how you guys do stuff because they might have all the experience in the world but they haven't worked in your company so they have to learn that language right so you need to learn all that it's the bigger so that that was just a tiny little problem that i presented to you if i tell you more on what happened with this company you would be like oh okay then never mind i take that all back there was no retention there the the retention rate was like ridiculous yeah see and that's ridiculous that 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 doesn't make any sense to me it makes sense to me it's it's much better like that's something i learned like way back when i was like my one of my first jobs was working at a call center 
And one of the things that one of the trainers said, and it stuck to me, was uh, they were talking, it was like for singular wireless, it was like a wireless cell phone company that, that I was, I think I just gave away my age. <laughs> but uh, uh, it was like a, a cell company, right? And it's like, and they were talking about, you know, the customers, right? And it's like, it's, you know, when when they when they call in and escalate or they have a complaint, whatever, and they're escalating, it's like usually we'll we'll give them like a new phone or offer them certain things, or whatever, because it's cheaper to retain a customer rather than go out and get new customers. Yeah, because if you've already got them, it's cheaper to keep them happy rather than because because you're paying if you're if you're getting a new customer, a new clients, whatever, you you have to consider the costs in marketing. Mm-hmm. And and startup fees for like this like for for phone services, cellular phones, all this other stuff, all the stuff that they have to 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 pay and to spend to get and to onboard a new customer and all that to get them and acquire them. There's all these costs that are involved in the in that end. Rather than you've already got them, keep them happy. Yeah, I, I understand you can't bend over and take it up either, especially if you're a business and you're trying to be profitable. You can't do right. all this other stuff, but it's cheaper. It's like it also goes to the, to the, the saying, it's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> you know, it's cheaper to, to keep them than it is to try and go get new people. It's cheaper right. to, to develop develop and grow your staff and, and promote from within because, yeah, you're giving them – one, they already know everything. You've already developed a relationship with them. You know them. It's the devil you know. If, they, if they're not the greatest person, it's also the devil you know. So you know how to manage them. And you know what their what their capabilities and their and all this stuff is. So you develop them. You coach them. You put them in leadership, right? You, you, you give them a, a trajectory where they go up in the company. And then you're hiring at the bottom part of the company. At the cheap part right. is where you hire to develop right. the people. So then you start developing. You start growing your company. You start Getting good company, good employees. Yeah, you have to get, you have to let go of the people that are not worth your time. And sad to say, there are people that are not worth your time. You know, there are employees that are worthless. A hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent, there are worthless people out there that you're just investing time and money into them, and they're just zero initiative. You you try to develop them, and it's like trying to polish a turd. Yeah, I guess it's kind of possible, but not really. You know, right. it's still a, it's still a turd. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got to let those go and you, but hire, uh, like promote from within and hire at the bottom. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I mean, you can't, no, you can't, I, you can't I, just I, I totally agree with you. It's just everybody's company dynamic and structure and business model is all different. Right. And mm-hmm. so that was theirs. It's just, it's just yeah. like this, still company, bank. this is the only time I ever ran into um, sexism because every other company I've ever worked for, even when they didn't get along with the, with the, with the female or the, or, or a certain female uh, employee or whatever, or were you were more like more, more so not, not that you couldn't get along with them or whatever, but more that they couldn't be a, a part of the, the guy's team, you know? They were, they were one of the guys, you know. They couldn't be brought right. in and hey, one of the guys. I mean, there's plenty of female workers that are like that, but even even those times, they treated them fairly. They were like, oh, well, it's it's like, oh, we're all gonna meet up after. We're all uh, like uh, the first flooring place I worked at. Um, Friday, 
the the installers would come and pick up their checks, right? But we they they'd buy a six pack or they buy they'd buy beer and hang out in the warehouse in the parking lot. Friday and the day we they, if we didn't have projects going on the weekend or anything like that we'd all hang out at the warehouse. And so I'd go buy a, a six or a six or something and go out and hang out with the boys out there too. And so with right. the so with the boss on occasion he'd come out there the owner would come out there and, and chill with us for a little bit and he's like okay I'll see you guys later. Right now I can understand that some of the female coworkers you can't like uh, the office manager Mary I love her I, I miss her I hope she's doing okay. Um, she that's not her scene. You know, she's not going to be out there hanging out with the guys, having a beer at the outside, you know, right. but nobody treated her like she was below anything or below anybody. She just had her, she had her position, her place, and she did her job well. Everybody treated her properly. She earned what she fairly and all that. And people took her word and, and she, 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 uh, she managed and stood her ground with what she needed to do as a kind of the office manager and, the, and, the, and her roles and what she needed to do to, to take care of things. And she would be firm about stuff and she wouldn't roll over and she wasn't too shy and too meek and be like, um, yeah, um, can you, uh, I'm going to need you to bring that stuff into the office. No, she's like, no, bring the stuff. I need it now. Like she would yeah. talk to people. Yeah. Firmly. You yeah. know, she It'd wasn't reading your hands or anything like that. Yeah. So people to your respect, but this per this place that when I first rec- got recruited, come over here to, de- to, well, to, to Richardson, this side of Texas up to Richardson from El Paso, that place was just awful. Um, I, I got treated well and they, they paid me well and they were bumping me up and moving me up in positions and all that. And I had my home girl, my, my, my work sister. I love her to death. Great woman. Very, very organized, super organized, knowledgeable. She would have her binders and she'd have all the paperwork put in together. Very awesome. She was my number two. She was like, we 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 would like just get things taken care of, man. We just rock that stuff. Like I know I could count on her. Uh, but she started being unhappy because, she's, and we got candid a couple times about her pay. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, that's that's ridiculous. Why are they paying you so little? And she's like, uh, well, I negotiated that. I'm like, ah, well, you've been with the company. We're going on a year. When she came on, going on a year, you might want to renegotiate that and sit down and talk with them. Ah, oh, but the thing is that she also started pulling back and, and being a little too shy about doing that and not standing her ground and not having that skill to negotiate and be assertive. Because you don't have to be a bitch to be, to be assertive and to right. get what you want. But on the opposite hand, these guys were just like offering her peanuts for the amount of work she was doing and for the amount uh, and for the knowledge that she saw now she made mistakes of course she costed some stuff and things happened but that happens to anybody to everybody right um but they wouldn't give her and then when I, when it was coming time for me to leave that, that was one of my decisions that was one of the things that pushed me over the edge to leave aside from all the dysfun- other dysfunction that that company had one of the things is I'm like I'm like I I told them straight up I had a meeting with the with both the owners president and vice president I had a their brothers and I had a, meet, a meeting with them and I was like uh, t- kind of because I was kind of considering uh, some of their counter offers that they were giving me and stuff like that I'm like look guys I'm going to be honest with you also 
you guys need to do something about her. She's valuable. And she does all this and all this. And she's not happy. And you're going to lose a good, solid employee. She comes in early, leaves late. She doesn't leave too late. She doesn't come too, too early. But she's definitely not just punch in, punch out. She's not right. that person. She gives, she right. gives, a, she gives a little extra, yeah. and I'm sure she would give a little ex- more extra if you paid her more. Yeah. And the thing is, she's already does a lot, and she's knowledgeable, and you can, and she, she has a lot of potential to grow even more. And she's doing all this. And like, if you guys want to, you guys need to keep her, and you need to pay her better. And they wouldn't. And I'm paying attention, and all their female employees, they wouldn't pay them. They really wouldn't. They wouldn't, and they wouldn't treat them well. And they might tell them like pretty things like, oh, you're doing awesome. You're doing a good job. Way to go. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But they wouldn't cough up. Now, the guys and even the guys that were not very competent, that I knew they were screwing up a lot. And they were they were like very not give a shit, very this, that, and the other. Like, oh, but they were like kind of homies a little bit, a little. They kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Get along with them. Blow smoke up their butt, basically. Yeah. But weren't productive. They didn't get things done. Was whatever. They'd pay them more money and they'd whatever. They would ask for more money and they would like uh, kind of get into it a little bit. But then they're like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you some more money. But this person, they wouldn't give her because she was a woman and these other females. I'm like, really, guys? Like, that's obviously blatantly sexist. You're basically yeah. not giving her more money, not treating yeah. her for because she's a woman. Does it yeah. exist? Yes. Now, is it as widespread and rampant as some people are making it? I don't. I don't think so. At least not from what I've seen, and I've been around. No, it, it isn't. But the the reason why I share shine light onto this is because it's still there. You know, oh, it's still there. And I think we we now tend to overlook it because we kind of sweep it under the rug of like, like we kind of roll our eyes over it because it's now a different type of issue, right? Yeah. Well, see, it's I think taking that it part of that, way, or it's, it's almost in a way, you can say it's blown out of proportions, right? Yeah. And I blame I that. I don't like on some of the, the activists. Ahead. I blame that on some of the activists because you have right. everything that you're saying. I agree with everything that you're saying, but sometimes some of the, a lot of, oftentimes these activists go overboard and are way too, too much. Yeah. I'm like, you're yeah. you're being counterproductive. You're hurting your cause. Yeah. You're hurting yeah. your cause. You're exactly. hurting these people. Exactly. And so that's that's why I, I shine light on this. It's just kind of kind of, you know, bring that little that radar a little bit more, you know, that that, that need the needle a little bit more in into the middle to really get an yeah. understanding on what we need to do on our part just as a society on and just Essentially, what we've been talking about the last two times, right, is just mm-hmm. treat treat people as they are, and and go from there. Like, if a person is valuable, then consider the fact that they're valuable, no matter who they are and where they came from, or what they are, or whatever it may be. Right? I don't care who you are. <laughs> and that's a great way to end today's episode. That's all we have. There, there was another topic that I did want to want to talk about. We'll save that for next week, and uh, to kind of give you a little tease on it. It's it's in 
it's regards of these midterm elections and it's yeah. in regards yeah. of voter voter turnout. And I, I've kind of dug, dug some research on it and found some interesting facts on it. And it's all a conspiracy. <laughs> no, there's no conspiracy in it. it I, I always found it intriguing and I, I found it intriguing is because there's that split that we have, that divide that we have, right? Of the left and the right. Yeah. But then we have a, a vast majority of people are actually independents. So kind of give you a teaser. We, we have a, it's about a, what was that? 30, 30 is left and right. And then about 40% are independents. See now, Given that fact, like that's why I don't understand when people say, "Why are you going to vote third party or independent? You're throwing your vote away." If that, if those, if those percentages are there's, accurate, there, thirty, thirty, and then there's forty. There, there's more to it, and that that's that's where we'll share next week. <laughs> Episode three: Real Talk with Gabe. Real Talk, talk with, with Gabe and Vic every Thursday at six. <laughs> <laughs> See y'all next week. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you. I love you.